Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spock. Welcome to another edition of Spock Sports Show here, a playoff coaches edition of Spock Sports Show here. Got them all muddled together, Coach Wheaton, Coach Gross, and Coach McIntyre. Each of my interviews, they're all coming right up, so stick around learn all about the playoff football coming up here in the mid-Michigan area at Spock Sports Show. Let's get into my conversation. Coach Josh Wheaton from Sacred Heart Academy. Spock Sports Show on the horn with Coach Wheaton. A big win this past Saturday on the road at Coleman for their senior night. Uh, and big game coming up this Friday, or this Saturday, pardon me. But first of all, talk about that win Saturday at Coleman. Uh, well, it was a nice atmosphere there, too, for senior night. They did a great job with that. And talk about that win. Well, it was uh, – I think the guys were um, pretty pretty pumped up for that game. Um, they had, you know, social media is uh, – I, I don't know if it's purple or helpful or what, but um, but they see a lot more – they see a lot more throughout the week on social media and things like that than what we do. And, you know, they were, they were pretty jacked and they had lots of energy going into the game. And, and they had actually, like, I, I think that, um, you know, we kind of talked about this week, uh, the, the week leading up to the Coleman game. It was kind of like our first week of the playoffs because we knew that we had to, we had to have a little bit of a different mindset um, after last season and, and knowing that we were going we to get into the playoffs either way, whether we won or lost that game. Um, we had to treat it as if it were a playoff game so we could just start prepping. And that's how they practiced all week. And, and, uh, and they were, by the time we got there, the energy was high and, um, it started right, you know, right off the bat. I think, uh, Coleman put, put together a little bit of a drive there, um, at the beginning of the game, but then we stopped them on fourth down. And when that happened, it kind of just, it felt like it took the wind out of their sails and, and, uh, and, blew a big gust towards ours so it was it was a good night so yeah and I thought Jason Bogue played well at quarterback once again and then Connor Stemke seemed like he was in the defensive backfield all game long are those some of the guys that stood out to you yeah Con- Connor and, and uh, Jackson had great nights um they, they seemed to be in on every single play it seemed like and and uh on defense and Jason Jason had a Jason Bogue night you know he <laughs> Threw for over, threw for over 100 yards and a touchdown. Ran for over 100 yards and two touchdowns. And it probably could have been, you know, his his numbers probably could have been quite a bit better if we wanted him to be. But we kind of had an idea on what we wanted to do on offense, and we we stuck to that plan. And um, we 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 really kind of we had an idea. You know, we watch a lot of film and um, and we pay attention to the teams. You know, what teams do that that. Um, that uh that work against our opponents and um we we caught a couple things on film and that's those were the the offensive um personnel groupings and formation groupings that we that we thought we'd go in with and they worked exactly the way we thought they would so um so it was uh again it was it was a good night it was a successful night everybody was pumped and jacked and and um and it ended the way we wanted it to so yeah, and now looking ahead, the eight-man playoffs for people who don't know, it is uh, there's just 16 teams in. You get right down to the nitty-gritty right off the get. There's no, you know, five and four teams in the playoffs or anything like that. It's you guys mm-hmm. and Gray Sims, and then it's the winner of Bay City at All Saints and Marion, if you guys are able to beat Gray after that. What do you know about Gray Sims? Um, they're, they're tough, a bunch of tough kids, and um, they like to run the football, and 
And uh, and if you're not careful and you and you're not disciplined, they'll drop one over top of you um, with a pass. And uh, they 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 play hard. They play fast. Um, they got a couple of kids that carry the football that run hard. And um, and those types of backs have kind of given us fits this year. So we're hoping that um, that uh, we have a really good week of practice. We got you know a lot of guys for practice. Our, we're going to change the way we do prep things this week and um, getting ready for them. So. Um, but no, that we expect that everybody that we see from now on out is going to be good. So, um, so yeah, and you guys will be at home Saturday. And one thing I kind of said, you know, look ahead, if Bay City All Saints beats Marion, you guys would be at home again next Saturday. And I think that that's something that legitimately could happen and not trying to hate on Marion or anything like that. But you look at their schedule, there's some big wins on there, but there's not a whole lot of competition there as well. No, but um, but I've seen them on film. They're uh, they're legit. They're they're a good team. They're a good football team, and um, and uh, I don't think All Saints is going up there. Um, I don't think All Saints is going up there and blowing anybody off the field. You know, it's not to say that All Saints won't beat Marion, but but uh, I've seen Marion on film, and they're they're big and they're strong and they're fast and they, you know, they're they're all those things. So, but but no, I I, I mean, hey, it could happen, and if it does, I'd be. That'd be great. We've got to win a game before any of that matters. So, um, so we're just we're kind of really just focused on what's coming. And you know, we started last night with film and started last night with all our meetings and everything else. And I think we're you know we're getting we're ready to start today. So, um, so yeah. So that's what we're working towards. You know, we're not looking two weeks ahead. We're looking one week ahead, and then we'll deal with two weeks when it gets here. So. Yeah, I guess that's always my job to ask you those questions. And now Aiden Halliday is going to be back out on the field for you guys now that you're in the playoffs. How big of a deal is that? Well, it's a huge deal. I mean, he's a big part of our team. You know, he's, he's a big part of what we do. We're we're a really good football team without him. But uh, when you add him, um, it, you know, <laughs> I, I don't really need to finish that, do yeah, I? I no, mean, no, no it's, one. it's one of those for people who haven't seen, you know, and just listening to this maybe for the first time, you know, Aiden size, he's maybe 6'2", 6'3", he's, he's 220, 230, and he can really move. And that's a big deal in high school football, and in particular, there's only eight guys on both sides of the ball. Right, and and when you're out there, it's kind of like, you know, on the defensive side of the ball when he's out there, it's like having nine, you know. And so, so it, it's, uh, yeah, it's a big deal to us. It's a big deal to the guys. I mean, the guys have kind of figured out, they've learned how to play, um, how to play the game on, on that, at, at least on the defensive side of the ball without him. And um, when you just add him back into the mix, you know he just—he's just a—he's a game changer. He's a difference maker. Yeah, but I think, and um, and we're looking forward to it. So yeah, I think you said it best when it's almost like it's almost like having a ninth guy out there when he's out there because you know it's just it the size, the strength, the speed that he brings to the table. It's it's worth an awful lot. Coach Wheaton, thanks so much for chatting with me, man. I'm sure we'll catch up a little bit again before this Saturday, and we'll see you this Saturday. Obviously, good luck to you. Thanks, Chris. We'll see you. Time for a quick break here on Spock Sports Show. When we come back, my conversations with Coach Brad Gross and Coach McIntyre from Beale City and Mount Pleasant. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours, too. 
Hi, this is Joe Barber. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barber Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind if you're injured or, God forbid, a loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident. Contact Barbara Law and we'll take care of you. My attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Chris Bachman catching up with Coach Gross on the phone again. Coach, you guys suffered your first loss this Friday. If people who didn't see the video from the game, it was a monsoon in the first half. I told some people maybe an inch of rain came down in the first half. What was it like for you guys over there at Harbor Beach? Uh, miserable, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, it was just – I went through three coats, I know that. That's part of the adversity thing that we've talked about. We knew we were going to have to deal with it at some point, and uh, Harbor, Beach, Harbor Beach dealt with it better than we did. Yeah, and it was one of those – there was two times Caden Smith went back to throw it, and literally the ball just kind of fell out of the back of his hands. That's that's the type of weather it was. But, you know, you guys went in, obviously, on an eight-game winning streak, thinking about the playoffs maybe. Do you think that maybe was, you know, kind of the old wake-up call, as they say? Well, I'm glad it happened this week rather than next week. I'll tell you, there's, you know, this past week than this, this week. So, yeah, I hope it is. I hope it's a wake-up call for our kids that it can be uh, – done it done real quick if we don't uh don't come to play and you know i think the weather had something to do with it but we didn't play the greatest things didn't go our way and we had a little adversity to deal with and you know and it just those things happen in football and we could i mean it could be a monsoon again on friday night so you just never know and you know frankfurt's a good football team and we're gonna have to play well to beat them yeah, there was, you know, maybe just two or three plays that you and I talked about. One of those Cade Smith throws that I, you know, mentioned he had Owen McKinney open downfield, and then Jamison Latham was just missed on another throw. It was just really difficult to throw the football. The conditions, you know, like I said, played a big, big factor. But yeah, Frankfurt is going to be a good football team. They're going to have to come down to your guys' place. And this is a team that you, you in particular, I think, has some past football playoff experience with, don't you? Oh, yeah. I, I played. I don't think I ever played a game against Frankfurt in one. It, as I was uh, when I was playing in my playing career, so um, I know Beale City has beat them since then. But uh, yeah, they're they're a very good, tradition-rich program, and uh, you know they'd love nothing more to come down and uh, beat us on our home turf. Yep, and then I always you know make the joke that it's kind of my job to to look ahead. If you guys are fortunate enough to uh, win Friday night, there's going to be another familiar foe on deck, whether that's Everett or Muskegon Catholic Central being back down in Division 8. And looking at their scores, their record, I don't think they're what they were, you know, in the 2000 teens, I'll say. But uh, they're, they're still Muskegon Catholic Central. And Everett was, you know, probably your other toughest game of the year beyond Harbor Beach. Oh, for sure. I mean, Muskegon Catholic's just uh, Steve Schwerzon over there. That dude, he, he's a great coach. He's he knows how to get a team ready, and he's got a great staff. And yeah, I mean, I watched him play a little bit against Traverse City St. Francis uh, this weekend, just in, in thinking that we might see, you know, possibly be able to see him and try to be ready for him. Uh, and then Everett, you know, that was that's a tough home game. It was 30 to 16. I mean, it was really close. So hard to beat a team twice. So if, if we're fortunate enough to be there, we'll have our hands full there as well. 
Yeah, Coach Gross, thanks for taking just a couple minutes to catch up with me, and maybe we'll catch up a little bit later this week uh, before, you know, game time heads on. But thanks for, you know, having a quick Monday catch-up with me, I said. We'll talk a little bit later this week, and good luck on Friday as the playoffs get started. It seems like that regular season went way too fast, doesn't it? It sure did, and, uh, well, I hope you're get, hope you're uh, feeling better. Oh, we'll, we'll get there, baby. Well, like I said, it was just one of those risk-reward, and, yeah, we ain't getting in the room with the kids or anything like that today. Thanks so much for catching up with me, Coach. Appreciate it, man. Good day. Let's just keep things rolling. Here's my conversation with Mount Pleasant Oilers head football coach Jason McIntyre. Chris Bobman catching up with Coach McIntyre. We'll be catching back up with him this Friday as they host Grand Rapids Northview in their first playoff game. And first of all, Coach, talk about the game this past Friday. You beat a really good program in Linden on senior night. And also, if they won, they got into the playoffs. How big of a win was that for you guys? Yeah, so um, it was a big win. You know, and anytime you're going. Um, to a non-conference game with a, a opponent you're not really familiar with that you haven't seen on film all year because they're not playing other teams you've been playing. Um, you know, there's a lot of question marks. And like you said, they've got a strong tradition there. And um, you're going into their place. And there was a lot of newness to it for us that we had to make adjustments to. And, yeah, so I thought our focus was really good. We came out we came out firing on all cylinders right away. Got got some big stops, scored early. And then, then it kind of got sloppy in a lot of ways. And um, But we were able to hang on and, and – uh, and get get the win, and and which set us up to be you know have home field advantage throughout the playoffs, which is big. Yeah, and for for them, I imagine that was a team that they refused to go away. With senior night having to get into the playoffs, was it that kind of thing? Yeah, 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 and and they have some talented players. They got a Big Ten player on their team, and um, so yeah, our defense played exceptional. I thought it was one of our better efforts defensively uh, the whole season, and uh, I was really happy with the way we played defensively. Who really stood out to you? Well, I thought Brogan Park had a really nice game. I thought Marcus Castellan, um, who's had a tough go of things, just with you know, anytime you're a Mike linebacker, it's tough, tough sledding. And uh, thought he played well. And our, and our defensive backfield didn't give up any big plays. I just thought it was a really good team effort. And now, a team has now won eight games in a row. Looking back to that opening loss or Saginaw Heritage, you know, we always talk about you learn so much more when you lose than you do when you win. But you always obviously want to win. Is that maybe a blessing in disguise when you look all the way back now? Uh, yeah, I mean. Um, and, and to be coach talk, but we lost to the best team on our schedule, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, we lost to the team that was better than us. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it kind of, well, it was just such a weird start to the year. We had issues with the stadium and getting in turf. We were out in grass. It was raining and all. And, and it was just kind of hard to get a real good gauge of who our team was. You know, I had an opinion of what I thought we would be and maybe it turned out a little different, right? Like, I mean, were we expecting Riley Olson and Easton Day to have the year they had, right? You know, back at the beginning of the year, no. And so, I mean, it's just a lot of things. We learned some things that night that we then carried over and kept building on, and um, it, it definitely uh, kind of opened our eyes to who we could be. Yeah, and Bub and I were kind of wondering about Bay City Western. First time that they've been down in Division Three, would they take that Northern Corridor? And they, they did, you know, but the good news is, you mentioned it, you're, you're at home. You're not having to go north. You're not having to go south. You just got to go to good old Community Memorial Stadium on Friday night. But it's going to be a really tough district. And you talk about, you know, conference opponents. There's going to be three conference opponents that you're going to be playing with Lowell, Grand Rapids, Forest Hill Central, I believe it is, and then you're going to open up with Grand Rapids Northview. What, what's it like playing in a, you know, a district with three conference teams? Is that something you even think about? Right. Yeah, well, I mean, and people know this at foul football. Um, it's one thing to be in uh, in in with conference opponents; it's another to be in conference opponents that are from the OK conference. So, yeah. um, you know, I mean, so I mean, that's the scary part, right? I mean, they uh, nothing against the Saginaw Valley; it's prepared us well every year for the playoffs. But um, they play they play some serious football in the Grand Rapids area, and uh, 
So no matter, you know, we, we, we scrimmaged Greenville who was solid and finished at the bottom of that league. So, I mean, it's, it's a tough conference. Uh, you talked about uh, Lowell who has a tremendous tradition going way, way back. Um, and then, you know, Forest Hill Central was in the Division Two state championship game last year. Um, and uh, they won the league. And they got Byron Center, who's a strong program that's in the D2 playoffs this year. And then talk about Northview, who, you know, those are a couple of their losses. So when you look at their record, I think people have to be real careful um, in terms of looking at that record because that's a really tough conference. Yeah, I just showed that to Sean literally before I called you, you know, and we're talking here on Tuesday before the game on Friday. I was literally just showing him the conference, and I'm like, this is that year where you look at the Big Ten schedule, and Michigan State beat Michigan. Michigan beat Penn State. Penn State beat Ohio State. You know, it's it's kind of one of those conferences. Yep, that they yep, just yep. They beat up on each other in every single week in, week out. You're playing really, really good football. And so they're going to come in at four and five. They're not going to be scared, though, are they? No, but for that reason. Yep. Right, they're – they're going to be talking about how they're, you know, like, hey, you know, we, this is a schedule we play, and this is where Mount Pleasant plays. You know, this is where they'll be saying things like, this is where Mount Pleasant was finishing our league, and blah, blah. And, you know, so, um, yeah, they're, they're going to come up here with plenty of confidence. Uh, they're going to be glad probably not to be playing in their, in their league, right? They have three teams in their car. They're probably looking at going, oh, we thought we were going to play playing. Like, they probably thought East Grand Rapids or Cooperville was going to be in their districts, like yep. some of us did. And they probably were like, oh man, we'd have had our entire conference in one one district, and now we get to we're we're the one school who gets to play somebody outside of it, right? So yep. um, maybe a little bit of how Basie Western's looking at, even though they got Gaylord, they're going, hey, well, you know, that's not the Saginaw Valley, right? So you know, let's see what we can do. So yeah, they did have an opening win versus Chelsea too, who is one of the strongest teams in Division Four. Yeah. That, that ended up being their opening loss. And so when people look at that four and five schedule, didn't go go look at their you know their conference records and all that stuff because it's just a gauntlet that they had to run through. And what are you expecting the atmosphere to be like Friday night at Community Memorial Stadium? Well, I hope it's a big one. I hope you know it's, it's the thing that's been you know we had those three home games in a row, but only one had nice weather, right? And so. Um, but we, we, our, our student section was tough and, and hung in there. Now we just need our community to kind of do the same thing. You know, we'll see what the weather shapes up for Friday. Right now it's kind of 50-50. But um, I think that can make a big difference in a game like tonight or, you know, like this week is just to have the, the community support. Um, they're traveling further than they ever travel, right? They're for this trip 20 minutes down the road. So, um, you know, that's, that, that's got to – got to try to use that as our advantage. And when you look back at this 8-1 and one regular season now, another successful campaign, as they would say, is there a moment that, that sticks out to you, kind of that just makes you smile about this season? Uh, I just I think the Dow game was a lot of fun for me. I mean, we're playing for a conference championship, and, you know, it, it was rain and cold, but our guys were super energized, and we kind of – you could see us suck the energy kind of out of Dow, and um, that, that, was a, that was certainly a fun night for sure. Yeah, I'm glad you picked up that because I told you, you know, uh, last time we talked, when I saw you coming up to the press box after that game, that might have been the most beaming I've ever seen you. Eh? You're usually beaming after a football game no matter what because it's so much fun, but you, you could just tell that you were really happy with the team, the way your team played, and you won a conference championship. You beat Midland Dow on top of that. that that's pretty darn good. And now, do, yep, you, yep. Do, you, do you remember exactly when you started uh, coaching at Mount Pleasant as the varsity coach? Oh, I remember it. Yeah. What, what year was? What year was? Two thousand six. Uh, we opened with Midland High, and uh, I actually got my first win in my first game against Midland High. So it doesn't get much better than that. So that was and that was back when Midland High was the king of the conference. So that was a that was a that was a really really uh, neat experience. 
Well, I'm going to toot your horn here a little bit, and we won't dig into the 2012 season because people, you know, that was just a whole another mess. But you guys were two and seven that year. Do you know that that's the only year you have as a coach the losing record? Um, now that you say it, and I think about it, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty pretty cool. It says a lot about our community, our kids, and our buy-in. Yeah, but that's, I was going to try and make you toot your horn, but you just kind of po- – I figured you would point out the kids, man. I think that's what a lot of it goes to is these kids buying into the program, not necessarily even, you know, 10th, 11th, 12th grade. Some of these kids are buying in 6th, 7th grade, and that's when you really have good football players when they get to the high school level, isn't it? Yeah, and, like, when I – I can remember vividly when I, when I applied and got the job here, it was like knowing the history of the school, um, I knew – and we had good football, but it was kind of a roller coaster up and down kind of good football. Um, and I, I just, I just knew that it was some stability and the idea that we focus on program instead of team. I think there are some times where like um, we had went through some stages where we had good teams, but like the varsity would do one thing, the JV would do another and, the, and there wasn't a lot of, and there was no connection with the youth. And so I, that, that was my selling point when I, when I applied was like, this has got to be about the program um, and a long-term establishing tradition all the way down through. And, that was my goal, and and um, and then you just had to have people to buy into that concept, and so the kids did, and and you got to have some success early, which we did, and then everybody kind of buys in. So um, yeah, it's been a great ride, and and um, like you said, it's uh, it's it's about everybody who's bought in and been able to make that happen. Yeah, but kind of finally, what's it going to take to beat this Northview team on Friday night? Uh, we got to be disciplined. Um, they they are uh, they do a lot of things like formation wise, so we got to really be dialed in there and. Um, They've got they've got some guys who can get loose on you, so we've got to contain them on defense. And I think on offense, we have to be really physical. Um, we got to establish the run game and then use play action off of that um, to be successful. So um, that's that's kind of what we're looking at. Um, and, and so and again, these games always come down. You got teams that know how to win. It's going to come down to turnovers and, and eliminating big plays, you know, giving up big plays. Coach Mack, thanks so much for catching up with me, man. We'll see you Friday. All right, thanks, Chris. Another big, big thank you to those three taking some time to chat with me. And again, they're not the only ones in playoff action in Division Two. You got Midland taking on Midland Dow back to back weeks of that matchup. Division Six, you've got Claire hosting Midland Bullet Creek. Beaverton is at home versus Hemlock. We'll have updates for all that action for you on Friday. And then I'll be doing some stuff on Saturday for the Sacred Heart Academy game as well to keep you updated there. That's what's coming up this week. And make sure you tune in next Monday for another Spock Sports Show as we run down everything from week one of the high school football playoffs. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Bachman, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media. Our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to mymichiganpodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.